and horror hounds and welcome back to throbtober with greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing i, I should say your name because you didn't get to say it brett from dimension z yes we're back with throbtober which there's a fucking a million episodes in this month but i'm excited about it <laughs> yeah we're shooting for 31 i don't know if we're, we're gonna hit 31 that's what we're shooting for yeah we're trying we started this way out in advance so we're hoping yes <laughs> We won't tell you which ones were recorded ahead of time. Exactly. But this movie, holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one is one. I, I remember buying this movie on DVD from Walmart when I was still just dating Liz. And I was up at her house in Dubois. And she had to go to work for eight hours. And I was at the house all day. So I had to kill my time somehow. So I bought puppet master littlest reich and then brought it home and watched it and that killed a couple hours and then i was bored for more hours dude so this is why i bought this at dollar tree recently because they for some reason started getting a bunch of dvds and stuff and it's crazy dude this is my favorite puppet master movie i would have to agree with that and i'm also very jealous because you probably paid 14 dollars less than i did for this I paid a dollar twenty-five, dude. I probably paid fifteen bucks for this DVD when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, I was I was with Maxwell when I found him. Like, oh holy shit, I'm getting this. Yeah, you lucked out on this one. I overpaid. <laughs> so we did Puppet Master the original back in year one, and it was we both I think came under five on it, but we didn't hate it. We're like, it, but it's Puppet Master. Yeah, this is. The, is this still the most recent one? Yes. As of recording, at least. So it's weird how the series has gotten to this point, but this, I think, is where it always was meant to be. This one, because all the, like, after, I believe, Puppet Master 1 and 2, they become the good guys all of a sudden, where they're fighting demons, they're fighting spirit Halloween animatronic monsters, like, that kind of shit. This one finally yeah. takes them back to, like, their evil like puppets which is what they were meant to be and they even crank it up they're like they're not as evil they're nazis oh yeah so they're like the evilest of evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah uh puppet master the littlest Reich from 2018 you got the credits for me oh yes uh directed by sonny laguna and tommy wickland so it has two directors which, eh, I don't know what that says about this movie. It also has several producers, and it was written by Craig Zoller. Was Charles Band involved in this at all? Because he was in the original, right? Uh, he was a producer. Okay, I'm surprised that I like it, because usually yeah. you know he is my arch nemesis. This is also a Fangoria Presents, where this is the old regime of Fangoria, which is very kind of ironic that this is a Nazi movie, because they are turned out to be fascists. Oh, the old Fangoria? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a lot of the Fangoria Presents are really good, though. I like a lot of those. Yeah, this one is actually not too bad, but I it's so funny as well, because this movie ends as a tip to be continued and this is four years ago <laughs> i know i was like wait i've never seen little strike part two yet no and it would be amazing if they just retconned it never did anything with it next puppet master standalone just do it who cares <laughs> no we need a part two <laughs> so the cast in this is great we have the cop from reno 911 the sheriff oh yeah fuck uh lieutenant dangle which it's like I grew up on Reno 911 so much. We're like Nick, Same. Uh, Nick Swartzen as like the rollerblader and the tiny short <laughs> shorts and whatnot. And he's like, I'm not doing anything illegal. It's like, we see your gun, basically, kind of thing and whatnot. Uh, Barbara Crampton is in this like randomly as like Hell a police yeah. officer, which is really good. Dude, I love Barbara Crampton. Anytime she pops up, America's sweetheart. Yes. 
I guess we can get into it a little bit. Yeah. Well, what's your overall thoughts on it? Like, um, where does it stand for you? You said this is probably your favorite Puppet Master. Most likely. The only other one, like, Puppet Master 1, it's basically about a psychic who, like, orgasms her way to finding puppets. And then, like, Puppet Master, like, 3 and 4, I believe, are very tied together, where they're basically fighting an animatronic monster where it looks extremely... It's like a guy in, like, a costume, and it works like looks worse than the old Godzilla ones. Okay. Um, Retro Puppet Master, I only like because Greg Sestero from The Room is in it. And I'm like, oh my god, there's even younger Greg! <laughs> like... Yeah, we were going to cover that one day, but then it left streaming, and I didn't have it, so that yeah. got bumped. That'll be a definitely a one-day one for sure. But as yeah, far definitely. as you want to talk about a concise movie that kind of makes sense... This is probably the one that makes the most sense out of all of them. Yeah, and it honestly is a pretty self-contained story, too. You could go into this and never have seen any of them and not miss a beat. Oh, I see this as like a soft reboot. Yeah, definitely. Even Andre Toulon, in the very first movie, he was just this little old man, and he was like this Jewish guy who was like hiding from the Nazis, and he hid his puppets away. He was super nice, and he had to kill himself before he was captured. And this one, Andre Toulon is like, sees two girls kissing and is like, I almost threw up. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a reboot with that. I was thinking that too. I'm like, I thought Toulon died in the first one. Yeah. He caught himself. And Toulon is also Greg Sister. Young Toulon is Greg Sister own retro puppet master. No, I should say this to any, like, diehard Puppet Master fans. I'm probably going to get some of the lore and names wrong and call puppets the wrong things. I'm just, that's going to happen oh, today. But this one mark against this movie is it, it's missing my favorite puppet. What, Leech Woman? No, the Jester. Oh, okay. With the spinny face? I love him. I was waiting for Leech Woman in, like, a post-credit oh, scene or something. It, if Jester didn't make it, Leech Woman is not making it. <laughs> I still, that the, that whole puppet just boggles my mind. But that's neither here nor there. Lay here for 20 minutes while I vomit leeches on you. <laughs> Alright, so it starts in Postville, Texas in 1989. And we see Toulon goes to a bar. Before they even said, I'm like, that's Toulon. I don't know how it's Toulon, <laughs> but that's going to be him. Well, it's got to be the evil mastermind. Because he's like, he has a European accent. He's burnt. He's wearing all black. He has those round sunglasses like the bad guy from Indiana Jones that gets his face melted. Yeah. <laughs> and the waitress is like, oh, great, the creep again. She's talking to, which we will find out, her girlfriend on the other side of the bar. He orders a water. He's like, with lemon. But then he cuts his own lemon. Did you notice his knife looks like Blade's knife? Well, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he won't leave her alone, and... The girl at the bar, for some reason, tells him to take his hat off, like the bartender's girlfriend. I don't know why. Well, he keeps going on about on and on about like being a proper like European gentleman and like a Frenchman and whatnot. And finally, like yeah. I can get her being sitting beside him, like pissed off, like, well, in America, you're not supposed to wear your hat at the table. So if you want to be fucking specific, take off your goddamn hat. <laughs> I mean, I've never done that. Me neither. But I could see I if someone was being such a dickhole. It's like, well, in America, technically. Yeah. And then he's like, is this an acquaintance of yours to the bartender? And she's like, he wants to see if we're an acquaintance. She comes around and they make out. Like, oh, homosexuals. By the way, obviously dealing with a movie called Littlest Reich. These are not my views. I'm quoting the movie. And then he storms away. Out Wait of the a bar. minute. You don't agree with the Nazis, Greg? No, I can't say I do. Okay. I know it's a shocker. That's good, at least. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it cuts to them driving home, and the girl driving is piano wire beheaded. Like, wraps the wire around, she slams on the brakes, her head goes flying, and that's pretty much it. We cut to Toulon, what you would think is dying, but he's electrocuting himself. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense here at the beginning. Like, why is he just all of a sudden frequently, frequently like, going to this bar to order seltzer water with lemon? 
and just to sit there and I guess just talk to the lady behind the bar. But then now it's also like, well, I have to do my weird Nazi rituals, so I have to bring my puppets back. And like, how dare you be homosexuals? <laughs> yeah, and the police arrive at the crash scene and both of them are dead. They find the head and the other girl's also dead. Then they find tiny footprints leaving the car, and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> they, the cops arrive at Toulon's like mansion-looking thing. You hear gunshots, and then title card and opening credits. Right. And I do like the little animated opening credits, but that's all. Oh, yeah, and the, the, the cartoons are Dallas. pretty cool, yeah. Oh, definitely. And we cut to present-day Dallas, and this character, I'm going to call him Ed, Eddie, Edgar, all the same character. Everyone calls him different names. So right. any of those, same guy. He's the one who's played by, what's his name, Sheriff what? Uh, Lieutenant Dangle, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't catch him at first. I'm looking at him like, I know you. Who are you? I'm thinking watching this movie. <laughs> which, did you watch the new Reno 911 thing? That I think it went on I Paramount never saw Plus. the return. It's yeah, sad. Yeah, I never saw the return. They did. Don't watch Why it. Why is it sad? Just because they're, it's not in the good way where they all came back and like all the actors look like they're doing well. They all are like, they don't act as well as they used to. It's not really that funny. They're trying to make fun of like Trump things, which is very dated now. Oh, so it's just kind of like, let's get the band back together. None of us know how to play. Yeah, and it's like now the drummer's like extremely overweight and like the guitarist doesn't know how to play the guitar anymore. And Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and oh, I'm, I'm not one sad. to judge someone about their like weight and whatnot because I'm overweight myself. But like the one guy came back and he's like notice- noticeably like way heavier to the point of like he used to be like the beefcake and but now he's oh. not even funny anymore no oh, that's sad maybe i'm i mean it's a good thing i didn't watch it they could do like a fat mac thing remember in always sunny when mac got fat yeah. all of a sudden and it was really funny they could do something yeah. with that but it's almost like oh don't mention to that actor that he's gained a few pounds almost so no one says a single word and it's like eh Fair. Oh, yeah, I probably, maybe I'll watch it one day, but no rush. But Eddie goes to see his parents after divorce, and he's going to be staying there for a little bit. Um, oh, this we dad. A lot of background on why they divorced, right? No, there's, it's just something happened, and I'm glad they don't really dwell on that kind of thing, because you don't have to. I love no, that. Unless the, it's going to be a plot point later. Yeah. I love the mom is like, of course you can come and stay with us until you find an apartment. And the dad is like, how dare you still be into comic books and dolls? Like, he will not stop calling it a doll. How many times he has to be like, no, it's a puppet. Oh, yeah, and that goes on later in the movie, yeah. too. But he's in his brother's room, who obviously passed away, and he's going through these old boxes <laughs> of his toys, and he finds Blade sitting in there. It's so funny. Imagine being like, at one point, Probably just a couple months ago, you were married in your own house. Everything's going so well. Now you're divorced. You're moving back into your parents' house and you're looking through your dead brother's room for things to take to the thrift shop. Oh, yeah. That's not a <laughs> fun, fun moment to be in. Yeah. But he finds Blade in there. Blade looks different in this movie. Yeah, because he has the knife that comes, like, out between his hands, kind of like Wolverine style. Also with, like, the Yeah, the, the hand splits in half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whatever, he finds that. He works at a comic book store. Comic book store. <laughs> comic book store with this guy, Markowitz, who's his boss and, I guess, friend. And he's also an artist who makes this comic that did pretty well, but was based on his wife. You really don't need much of any of this. It's like the stereotypical, like, slob best friend. Yes. And he goes back home that day, and this girl comes up to his card. It's a girl we knew from childhood. Her name's Ashley. She was one of his friend's sisters. They go on a walk together, and they seem to hit it off well. And holy shit, this guy is, like, the luckiest person in the world think about this like you just got divorced you're moving back into your parents house you also work at a comic book store you're not even the manager and it's not even like a manager of a comic book store is that good it depends on what kind of person you are uh this guy at least is like a good kind of guy but this like hot short-haired like blonde girl comes up and is like 
hey, how's it going? Like, immediately. Yeah, it just, like, kind of falls into his life. Yeah. They're hitting it off pretty well and everything. But that night, he's looking at Blade, looking online, and he realizes it's worth a fortune. And he's like, oh, I'm going to sell you. He picks him up. He's like, do you want to go to the auction with me? And then the puppet knifes him in the hand. But not, like, coming to life knifes him, like, turns it on and the knife stabs him. Well, because there's some weird gears in the back of his, like, body. It's also that kind of weird thing of, like, whenever a celebrity or someone dies and you own something of that person, so you look it up on eBay real quick and you're like, huh. I won't say that we may have just done this recently where I was helping you out with something like that. Well, no, I did not actually end up, I can go, like, with George Perez just dying, I have a George Perez signed comic that I got for 25 cents. And I was wondering, like, I wonder how much it's worth now. And Greg the Dead was like, well, this is how much it's worth now. And I still looked at it and I was like, I would almost rather have it for the story than sell it for, like, 50 bucks. That's fair. The next morning, he does ask his parents about the puppet. Like, where did you guys buy in that? Like, oh no, his brother found it at a sleepaway camp. I was like, huh? And they say sleepaway camp a few different times. And I was almost waiting for them to say, like, Camp Arawak. Or, like, Angela. (laughs) I was waiting for the Felissa cameo somewhere at this point. Like, the sister that stops over for something. Like, oh, I gave her the doll! (laughs) (laughs) But he finds out there's this Toulon convention. Which is weird, and we'll get into a second. And he invites Ashley to it, and Markowitz kind of invites himself along with them. And they're like, no, you're not playing any death metal, grindcore, uh, melodic death metal, uh, thrash metal, anything like that. No black metal, nothing. And you're also paying for the gas. (laughs) Yes, which I thought was funny. But here, okay, let's get to the convention. This is not a fictional character. This is a real-life man who we will find out ran his own mini concentration camps in his house. Yeah, in America. Yeah, like, and he was, like, you know, like, the Argentinians, like, that all of a sudden, like, tried to come to America after the war and everything. Like, that style. And, like, was a mass murderer, a psychopath, made a bunch of dolls as a hobby, but that's it. In what world is there a convention for this? Well, there are true crime conventions. Typically not based around one guy, though. You know what I mean? not based around one guy. It's not like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer Con, but... Yeah, I've never gone to Gacy Con, you know what I mean? But you'll get, like, you'll be able to go there and buy a Gacy painting to hang on your wall kind of thing. I mean, that's weird, but the way they set it up just seems odd to me. Like, I'm like, no fucking way. Especially being about Nazis. (laughs) Exactly. Nail on the head. That's where, like, there's no way, dude. Everyone there would be, like, docs and <laughs> never be able to get a job again. I would honestly go to, like, Ed Gein Con because I think that would be fun. I would not go to Andre Toulon Nazi Con. I'd be like, no, you know what? I don't want to go there. Especially here, like, recently, like, it's been summertime and I shaved my head. I'm not going to go there as a guy with a, sh- a white guy with a shaved head. I'm not showing up to that. No, I don't need to be seen outside that convention. Yeah, that just blows my mind. Like, there's no way in 2018 that there's going to be a Nazi con. The only but ones... I know it's not that, but you know. The only ones during this movie I can kind of see where they're coming from is the Jewish couple where the guy is collecting it almost as a fuck you to, like, the Nazis of... You thought that you were, like, all the huge uh, power and whatnot. Now you're just collectibles. Yeah, what is it? You're just worthless trinkets for me to collect now. That I can understand from their point of view. But just as, like, I get normal, just, like, just a guy going, like, me showing up, I'd be like, eh. (laughs) Yeah, not the best look. No. (laughs) But they get to the Brass Buckle Hotel where this convention will be held at. And you know I'm a sucker for hotel cons. I do love hotel conventions. Oh, when you're packed into that tiny convention center room. Oh, it's the best. I love it. Um, they get up to their room, we get a quick sex scene between the two, just because it's, you know, it's a schlocky slasher movie. We need that, yes. Yeah, but I also love, like, immediately she's all over him. Where I'm like, this is the luckiest comic book guy in the entire world. (laughs) They go to the Toulon House Tour, and it's given by retired officer Carol Jureski. 
Uh, played by none other than Barbara Crampton. And I love they do the reveal of she's facing away from the camera and does the Frankenstein turn to them of like, I'm revealed. <laughs> I mean, dude, you have Barbara Crampton in your movie. I, if I was directing it, I'd have her do the same thing. But she is great in this one as well. She is kind of funny, like with some of the questions. I love she's like, immediately someone raises his hand and she's like, yes, I was here during the shooting. Yeah, she was one of the cops from the beginning scene that went in and everything. And she's who shot too long, she says. Right. And basically, it's a bunch of exposition, but it's done in a tour, so it makes sense. There's a ton of Nazi stuff, like swastika oh, flags. like Immediately. Journals, they're like not that. shying away. Immediately. She's like, this swastika is 30 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, like, the one woman... Who's German there? It's like, actually, they weren't called swastikas in Germany. Like, oh, I'm sorry, do you want to give the tour? She doesn't say anything. She goes, is that a nine? <laughs> I love that. But if there's these 30-foot-tall <laughs> swastikas, I have a piece of original artwork from War of the Undead, which it's the Nazis are trying to bring back Hitler through the Universal Monsters. But, like, Wolfman and a couple of the other ones go to stop them. There's like yeah. a tiny swastika in the middle. I covered that with a piece of tape, just in case. Yeah. Like, I'm like, exactly. no. <laughs> exactly. But um, then we get like the padded room, which is a dark scene, because it's like the they were all Jewish. They were kept in here. Notice the holes cut in the bed and the drains below, like to go to the bathroom. They didn't know who they were when they were rescued. They were tortured at eyelids. So shut. just brutal fucking shit. Yeah, as, like, horrible as you can think. Yeah. Then we see the library, the puppet workshop, and the mausoleum. And the mausoleum's interesting. It has all these, like, metal rods sticking out of it and everything. And someone asks, why is it like that? She goes, we don't know. Yeah, Lieutenant Dangle looks at it as like, why is this architecture different from the rest of it? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Back at the hotel, um, Ashley and Ed get back and the puppet is gone they call the front desk and there's some spooky interference on the line to report it yeah what is he he says something it's too long yeah it's like wait for our moment or our moment has come or something and hide in the shadow it's something like that yeah, yeah. that was it hide in the shadow okay yes then a random other couple goes into their room and their puppet is under the bed because everyone here has puppets like they're all coming to auction them off and show them off and stuff like that and this is one to get, like, when he looked it up on eBay, just the head of the puppet alone is, like, $500. A full puppet's worth, like, thousands of dollars. And there's 60 yeah, so, of them in this hotel. Yeah, there's a lot of currency being exchanged about, too, from this hotel alone. But their puppet's under the bed. He picks it up. And then this one is maybe one of my favorites in this movie. His fist comes off, and his arm just turns into a fucking flamethrower. Oh and he burns fucking both of them and they die. Dude, it's such a ridiculous shot. And as you're watching this movie, it's at this moment that the movie becomes what it is. Yeah, this is also the Jewish couple that collects the Nazi memorabilia and is like yeah. making fun of the Nazis, basically. And as soon as they start doing that is when the fist count comes off and the fire starts and they burn them. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we cut to another couple in their room having sex, and, like, it's hardcore shit, like, slammed up against the window, everything like that, choking, but then this other puppet, com this puppet comes up behind him, slices the dude's tendon, and then stabs the girl, like, a thousand times in the chest, killing both of them. There's a thousand scenes that are nothing but death scenes, and I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah, this whole middle part is just watching people die. <laughs> yes. Then we cut to a guy watching some Lucha Libre wrestling action. He goes to take a piss. Oh, by the way, I tried to see who the wrestlers were. I couldn't identify oh, okay. <laughs> but I did think I caught Vampiro on commentary. I'm not positive. Oh. But he goes to take a piss. As he's taking a piss, the helicopter puppet, which <laughs> is just wild, comes in and cuts his head off. Like, helicopters his head off. His head falls into the toilet as his dick is still pissing on it. So he pisses on his own face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, on the back of the DVD I have, 
It's funny because like, I always like to see the little blurbs they put on and stuff like from critics and all that. And what was on mine is the best kills in the series. I'm like, oh, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> They're not wrong. No. They're not wrong. Because it's just, like, montages of, like, kill, 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 kill. And they're all, like, super brutal in their own way. Most of them would be the standout kill in any other movie. Yeah, honestly. You're telling me that Puppet Master Littlest Reich isn't getting nominated for year three Throbby Awards for best kills? At least one of these? I mean, Come maybe. Uh, there's one or there's one at least that's most shocking kill to me. Holy shit, we will get there. <laughs> Um, Markowitz is at the bar. He's trying to pick up a woman. He sends her a bag of tea because she's drinking tea. He's shot down in the meanest way possible, by the way. She just writes yuck back. What the fuck? It's like, fuck you then. You could just say no. Yes. Um, he's, he makes friends with the bartender who's kind of a recurring character, but not much of one really. Just, his name is Cuddly Bear. Yeah. And he says it like five times in 30 seconds. Yeah. The hotel manager and the cops show up at Edgar's room about the missing puppet. They kind of accuse Ashley of it, but then clear her pretty quick. And then another lady in the hallway is also missing hers. Like, well, it seems this incident is turning into a happening. Well, yeah, I love immediately before they even set foot inside the room. The police are like, how long have you known her? And he's like, a couple weeks. How long has she been fucking you? It's like, what do you mean? How long has she known you had the doll? It's a puppet. Yeah, he keeps going on a doll, which, dude, I mean, I get the same way. I am an action figure collector. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're dolls. That rage just boils oh. up. Anytime my dad would want to, like, really get under my skin, he would start talking about my dolls. And I'd be like, I would like to know what doll is worth, like, 150 fucking dollars. They're not dolls. They're action figures. Shut the fuck up. They're high-end collectibles, yeah. Dad. Yeah, really. <laughs> my, I bet you my doll is worth more than your, like, leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> but then we cut to another guy sitting there talking to his mom on the phone, lying about being sober. Um, but then he's looking at his doll. He looks back at the computer, looks down, his doll's gone. His is a different oh. blade, blade. This one has, like, the skull face. It's pretty cool looking. This one is, like, super... This guy's weird. Because he almost seems like he would... As soon as he was like, No, Mom, like, I'm not doing that anymore. I swear I quit. I swear he was gonna, like, go down and do, like, a bump of Coke. He took, like, a swig of wine. It's like, you're drinking wine. <laughs> what is that? I haven't even had a sip. You and know. Then he, right when he drinks. Yeah. But he's also, I love how he's saying that, like, while he's on the phone with his mother and he just has to be drinking more wine. That makes me sad for the mom, honestly, right here. But also, like, as someone who's, like, you know, been a drinker throughout, you know, about 10 years now, I've never been able to drink that much wine ever. Like, you put other things in front of me, yeah, sure. But, like, I could never think of, like, oh, my big thing is wine. <laughs> I think you're oh, getting. You, know, you have a nice night. You can polish off a bottle of wine. Oh, I've polished off a bottle of wine and then been like, I barely feel this. Ah, uh, fair. <laughs> um, but this guy gets disemboweled by his blade. I mean, like, full intestinal spillage. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I like, and all practical, by the way, all the effects pretty much in this, which oh, is a huge plus from both of us. This is another one. It's almost like Anthropothecus the other night on Joe Bob when, it, as of recording. Oh, you're going to date us. They're going to know that we recorded this forever ago. Well, they don't know when I watched it. Joe Bob goes on demand the <laughs> Sunday after it does it, um, where he just at the end just starts chewing on his intestines. As soon as I see in the, the, the intestines, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Definitely. And that guy's dead. And it's just basically kill montage here. We still haven't gotten to the best one yet. The woman finds her dead girlfriend in the bathtub and a bloody hole in the wall like something crawled back through. Then, here we go. Yeah. We get this old man puppet. Okay, you remember, Greg, uh, quite a while ago we discussed the witch. Yes. And you remember one of my little gripes about the witch is... They show the baby gets stolen, and they show the baby laying there with the witch. 
and then they show the okay. knife, and then they cut away. And now all of a sudden, there's just like baby goop on a log that she's wiping on. They cut out the good part. This movie. Uh, okay. This movie. She does not cut out the good part whatsoever. Dude, I texted you when I was watching this. This was a first time watch for me, by the way. I didn't mention. I said, holy shit, the fetus kill scene. So there's a pregnant woman in bed. Do you get why I had issues with the witch? When Puppet Master Louis Reich will do this, the witch should have taken it a little bit further and gone fucking hardcore. Dude, you know Puppet Master Little's right definitely had no theater run. <laughs> There's no way. No. Holy shit. But, so to set the scene, if you haven't seen this, yes. there's a pregnant woman in bed, and her puppet, which looks like an old man, gets up, gets under the covers of the bed, and crawls right up her, and then is like rolling around in her stomach, breaks through with the fetus, and kills her and that and then carries it away and like the umbilical cord drags with it and everything it's <laughs> fucking disturbing and wild and holy shit it does like a close-up of like it's like an evil dead camera zoom of panties and then all of a sudden the belly's all riling around and the mom's screaming and then he bursts out of her holding the baby <laughs> dude it's fucking oh. wild <laughs> it's fucking dude. insane <laughs> Which brought me to a dilemma in my notes. Okay. Do I count the fetus and count of the dead? <laughs> I mean, I think so, because it's a... I don't know how far along she is, that's my I don't thing. know how far along she is, but also, like, if you're just gonna, like, do that, I think the baby's not gonna survive. And also, what's the puppet gonna do with the baby? I don't know. <laughs> That scene, I'm not trying to sound like a psychopath laughing, but I was, like, shocked and holy <laughs> shit when I saw that. Oh, it's insane. And it's another one of those times when, like, whenever a movie goes over that edge of, like, we killed the baby, kind of, and we showed it. It's just, like, bravo for having the balls to do that movie. It's like the first time I saw Terrifier and a girl was strung up upside down and sawed from crotch to forehead. And I'm like, wait, what? In real time. It, yeah, I'm like, what? That's like how I felt watching this. Yeah. But anyway, um, the cops are now aware of everything that's going on. Well, they're aware of murders. I should say that. And Ed is realizing it's hate crimes because this guy has a gypsy name. This was a gay couple. This was a Jew. Like, But no one's believing him yet. Markowitz and the waitress are in a room that he met at the bar, and they're watching anime together or something, and there <laughs> oh. is a puppet there, and I thought they were both dead. I love that, like, yeah, the girl at the bar turned him down, and then, like, the waitress comes up because he's like, I want to order food. It's like, I might as well order a dozen wings and look like a slob. Who cares now? And, like, the cute waitress comes up, and it has, like, an anime pin, and he recognizes it. And it's like, oh, hi. It's almost like if, like, I was sitting at the bar and Liz went walking up and she had a Bella Lugosi pen. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> but yeah, they're kind of a cute couple for a little bit. And, but they're in the room and there's a pound on the door. Like, everyone in the hotel is required to be downstairs for a meeting. Uh, it's required of everybody. Okay, what the hell is this? And everyone's there and... Back to the puppets again while there's another couple in the room. They kill this couple. And then one who we don't really get a good look at the puppet who does this yet. But crawls into his back and starts puppeteering the body of the guy. Oh yeah, this one is insane. Where all of a sudden a person becomes a puppet. Yeah, he is the puppet Masti. I don't know. I guess. In the meeting, the lights keep going out repeatedly, and after they stay off for a while... Oh, by the way, Officer Barbara Crampton has joined in this investigation. Um, the lights keep going out, the crowd panics, and all runs outside. And then it's just a killing spree. Most of the cars won't start. I'm assuming they cut, like, brakes or... I'm so bad with cars. I was gonna say, the starting lines? I don't know. But the cars won't start. They did something to the cars where they won't start, yeah. I also love that there's, like, the stoned, like, the stoned best friends that are in the parking lot just smoking weed the entire time. They don't even ever go outside or exit their car. Because all of a sudden it's like, whoa, man, I just saw, like, three little dudes run under that car. 
No way, man. It's like basically like the characters from Evil Bong all of a sudden showed up in this movie. Dude, that's probably what it was. Because <laughs> Full Moon. Yeah, very I don't, true. Was Full Moon involved in this at all? I know. I don't, Charles Band was. I don't know if Full what Full Moon's capacity was in it. No, that's probably why it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but then the killing spree starts. It's just wild. We get a head, someone's back of their head ripped off. Lots of helicopters. One of the stoner guys is stabbed and then goes out of the car and is crushed by the tiny head one with the big hands. Oh, Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah. With like a motor or something. Uh, crushes his head. There's only a couple of the originals that show up. Of Pinhead shows up, Blade shows up in a capacity, like in kind of a way. And also, um, who's the bullet mouth one? I think it, I forget what his name is. But he shows up for like a minute where there's like, there's no jester, there's no leech woman, like. Yeah, it's, well, you look, there weren't too many great options from that original, so I get it. Like, they made definitely cooler puppets down the line. But I also, they could have made Pinhead a whole lot more, because at least he's a usable puppet. Yeah, but he kills him with that. Um, There's a scene where Cuddly Bear's outside, and... There's a little boy, like, crying because his mom or dad died. Like, here, get behind me. And they're running in. And he gets to the door. He's like, kid, where'd you go? It turns around, and the kid's hands are just still holding on to oh, the yeah. shirt, but there's no kid anymore and from the helicopter. I love he's like, ah! And he, like, swats the hands off. <laughs> but everyone's back in now who survived, and the police plan to catch one and study it. All right, rate the plan, Brett. And do what with it? It's it's a puppet. You've already seen the back of it is basically like gears and cogs and whatnot. Yeah, I guess, well, they haven't killed any yet. Maybe to see if they can be stopped? I don't know. Oh, maybe shoot it with the gun. That seems to be doing well. And the cop goes, but our next question is why? And then Eddie says, because they're Nazis. And gives all the explanation on why they are. And makes sense. Cops honestly don't push too hard on it. I thought it'd be a lot more of the no you have all the evidence but we won't believe it little bit of pushback but we don't have to deal with that trope too much yeah it's nowhere near the like cop from killer clowns where he's like literally sees clowns and he's like you're playing a prank on me (laughs) um markowitz volunteers as bait because he's jewish he's like how are we gonna draw him to his do you have a menorah in storage he's lighting it and saying a prayer or something (laughs) And then the one on wheels, uh, what is it, Mechaniker or something like that? I uh, think something, yeah. He shows up, like, wheels in and is shot by Barbara Crampton and destroyed. And then there's a tapping on the window and she's attacked. And another cop there's arm is ripped off and he's killed, but she's just attacked. And they get Markowitz out of there and flee, pretty much. Right. Then they're all, like, in a kitchen or something. And the guy who was puppeted, who at this point I had already forgot existed. Like, I completely forgot about him. He becomes a puppet, and then puts on a trench coat, and then he's just in the background. Yeah, and it gets wild here with him. Because he grabs a cop's gun, shoots the cop, and then shoots one of the hotel workers. And Ashley shoots... Or no, someone shoots him, and he drops. And then the fucking puppet that comes out of him, and is revealed. Holy shit, Brett. (laughs) It's called Junior Fuhrer. And it's a baby doll with a Hitler haircut and mustache. It's baby Hitler. (laughs) Which is the age-old adage of, if you went back in time, would you shoot baby Hitler? We find out what Ashley would do. Oh, yeah. I love, and it's just so amazing of, um, they throw him in the oven. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Markowitz does it, too. He's like, here you go. How's it feel? He throws him in an oven and burns him. Which is just... Perfect. One of those moments you just stand up, you're like, bravo! I wish, <laughs> if there was, if Hitler was still alive, I only wish it was so he could watch this ver- this movie of like, this is what they're doing to me? Of like, baby Hitler getting <laughs> kicked into an oven. It's like, do they think I'm a joke? It's like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, the puppets start moving in on the kitchen, though. Did you ever see the movie in the 90s, Small Soldiers? Do you oh, remember that movie? Yes. Oh, for, Dude, I love that movie, side note. The movie's yeah. so fucking good. 
That's what this scene reminds me of. The the scene where he puts all the figures in the cabinet and closes it. There's like Darth Vader and like a dinosaur like fighting each other. And he closes the cabinet again real quick. I'm thinking of Indian in the cupboard, not small soldiers. Oh, that's, that's kind of like, wait a minute. I think you're confused. Indian in the cupboard, Brett. I don't, that's Nowhere also... Nowhere near as good as small soldiers. That's also about soldiers, like toys coming to life. Yeah, but they don't try to kill the people and small soldiers they do. It's more peaceful of a movie. Yeah, that's why I said it reminds me of small soldiers. Yeah, I forget. I remember what the, like, main bad guy with the crew cut looks like, but I forget who he was fighting. Uh, He was fighting Archer um, of the Gorgonites. Okay, and they were like the, were they bugs or were they, like, cat people type things? They were monsters. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that's a, the long way to say is this reminds me of Small Soldier. Okay. Our main group, so the waitress, whose name is Marissa, Markowitz, Edgar, and Ashley all pick a room to barricade in, but then they hear someone asking for help. Help, help. I thought this was like a trap. Yeah, well, it, it almost kind of is, but it's not the same way as like the trap in Friday the 13th, the remake. No, I mean, I thought it was like there's going to be a tape recorder puppet. Oh yeah, oh it's like I didn't think there was a real person. It's like what's the bear from the eighties that had the tape recorder in him? <laughs> what the bear from the eighties that had the tape recorder? Wait, I never heard of this. Oh, like yeah. what? It ate a tape recorder? No, it, he has a tape recorder in his belly. Oh, the toy, uh, Teddy yeah. Ruxpin. I thought you meant like a news story about a bear that ate a tape recorder. No. Okay, that makes much more sense. I'm like, why have I never heard of this? <laughs> yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they go out after first saying they're not going to, but just Markowitz and Edgar go out, and then they find this oil pump puppet stomping on the head of the person who's asking for help. Yeah, and it's just shooting blood everywhere. And it's just like hopping like a little kid like hops in a puddle. Yeah, it's <laughs> bizarre. But they run back into the room, and they, they're they safe for now. But then Blade drops in from the ceiling, kills Markowitz. Yeah, and it's just a quick stab, like almost just through the throat kind of thing. Was this Edgar's Blade? I don't know. I'm not sure, because that's... I mean, seems like good writing if it was. But, like, he's dying, and he's like, you guys gotta jump out that window. And there's a very convenient oh dumpster. Like, the most convenient dumpster I've ever seen, that you don't even have to go to the left or right, just straight down, filled with the softest garbage in the world. And, like, he's, like, no, go. he's, like, talking to his, like, new, like, the girl he just met, like, kind of, like, quasi, maybe one day girlfriend kind of thing. And I love how he's, yeah. like, if I had survived, what's the chances you would have slept with me? And he, she's, like, 60%. And he's, like, I like those odds. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but then they all leave him to jump out the window into the dumpster, and then she smacks off the side of it and dies anyway, out for no reason. Oh, yeah. Edgar makes it into the dumpster. Ashley makes it into the dumpster. She jumps and just smacks her head off the fucking metal side of the dumpster. I'm like, holy shit. This movie just keeps giving. They're just like, okay, there's too many characters left at the end of the movie. We have to get rid of another one real quick. Dude, my notes literally say, Ed and Ashley jump into dumpster. Marissa misses. Yeah. <laughs> Doreski, Officer Barbara Crampton, is in hunting them pretty much in the bathroom, kills some, and then runs out of ammo. And then she's killed by the badass skull blade. Right. Um, cuddly bears being drilled by one of them. And Edgar and Ashley, after jumping, they get in their truck. I guess his wasn't affected. They drive to two lawns and... He's like, I have a plan, and he just crashes into the mausoleum. I don't know where he came up with this plan, but it seems to have worked. Yeah, why? At no point is it aware, like made aware that like Toulon's body is doing this. No, but he pieces it together, I guess. And all the puppets stop Phantom Menace style. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> you know that's exactly what it is. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's fucking Star Wars. He crashes into it and all the droids stop. All the puppets just shut off. Roger, Roger. And then fucking Mega Toulon. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, 
it's like almost like the tar man but he has like sticks sticking out of him of like you can see all of his like bones and he attacks for a minute dude he looks like psycho Goreman. yeah i still need to see that oh but like you've seen pictures right yeah i've seen pictures yeah that's exactly what mega Toulon looks like to yeah. me um and he's Choking Ashley, Edgar, like, smacks him with a piece of, like, bar from the wreckage and everything. He stops. It looks like he's walking away. He's holding Ashley, like, are you okay? And then Mega Toulon just shoots her in the head, and she dies. Yeah. And then it just cuts to, like, however long later, Which, and I mean, we see a comic book panel. I gotta feel so bad for Edgar in this movie. Of He's gotten divorced. He had to move back in with his parents. That's so sad, and, like, that sucks. Then he meets yeah. the hot, like, blonde, short-haired girl from next door, and she loves comic books and all. And so super into all this stuff he's into. They hook up. He She goes to a convention with him, you know. And then she also dies. Yeah, just, like, right before that, they dropped their first I love you. Like, it's still a new relationship. Everything's going great. Then she gets killed by a zombie puppet man. The second they're alone, they're jumping each other. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah. And then he loses that again. Yeah, dude, it's weird. And then, like, like it's so weird the cut here because she dies. He's like, yo, no, you hear sirens of the distance. Mega Toulon's walking into the woods. Then it cuts to a comic book panel of pretty much the scene we just saw. I'm like, wait, was this all a comic? But no, it turns out I just wrote a comic based on it. He's signing, I guess it's going well for him, and a to-be-continued pops up. Which is, that's from four years ago, so I wonder if it will ever be continued. I hope so, dude. I hope, but I do not hold my breath. <laughs> then we get credits, and I swear to God, I didn't look this up. I had the feeling, I'm like, this feels like a movie with a post credit scene. Oh, was it? And there was. Yes. And it's just Cuddly Bear going home to his wife in the bathtub. Oh, okay. And then that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's Puppet Master Littlest Reich. Dude, what a fun movie. It's it's not great <laughs> still in true Puppet Master fashion, but man, this one's fun. It's batshit crazy. And they go for it and do not hold back. No, not one bit. Dude, could you imagine if this came out in the 80s, like when the first Puppet Master did? This would be on Video Nasties for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. In fact, there's no way this could get released. No fucking way in hell. They had to wait like 30 years. Just for the baby killing scene alone, it would not be released back then. Oh, no way in hell. And that's not even counting all the other wild ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. I can't believe I waited this long to watch this movie, though. It was a lot of fun. And you lucked out so much to get this for, like, a dollar fifty versus $15. <laughs> yeah, see, I may have felt a little like, ah, if I spent the 15 I feel really good on my dollar twenty-five purchase. Yeah, it's worth that. <laughs> Definitely. In fact, I'd even say up to two fifty. Oh, oh, wow. Well. regret it. Feeling rich. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Moneybags McGee over here. <laughs> yeah. Alright, but that's Puppet Master Little Strike. So, for Throbtober, we're doing Count of the Dead a little different, guys, because I'm not tallying all these in order. I don't know what order they're coming out in. So, we're just counting the deaths in the movie, and at the end of the month, we'll add it all together and get a huge number. So, Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Brett, do you want to take a guess? Um, oh god, it's a lot. A lot it's a here. lot. I mean, I even just... 24. You going 24? Sure. Alright, you gotta bump those numbers up. 38. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, the hallway massacres and the yeah. parking lot massacres, oh, it really drove it up. It's almost like Malignant, where I just had those, like, extreme, like, group massacres going on. Yeah, there was a lot in it. Oh, damn. Go, Good job, Puppet Master Lulu's Reich. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta... That's, I mean, it's probably not the top, because I think we've had... Not many, but I think we have passed that before. Yeah, I think so. so that's got to put it, like, in our top five or something like it's gotta that. It's got to be up there, yeah. <laughs> well, every week, Greg does his Count of the Dead, ah, 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 which will be added up at the end of the month. And it'll be very exciting to finally get there. Think about the waiting. Um, yes. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. 
where basically I take the movie and I rate it one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best, and I take something from the movie to rate the movie. I'm trying to yes. think what would be good for this one. You would almost say puppets, but I don't know enough puppets to say what would be a good one and a bad one. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, Nazis is another one that you could go with, but there's no good Nazi to say like, oh, that's the best one. So you can't say yeah, that either. <laughs> nope. Um. Let me see. Um. Let's go comic books. Okay. Because... Uh, Edgar is a comic book writer. That's where he won over his extremely hot and out of his league girlfriend. Um, yes. So a number one comic book, the worst kind. It's like you go to free comic book day and you just, if for some reason, you take every single book of like one of each one, even though you don't even really care. And you look at one of them and it's like, I don't care about like My Little Pony or like oh the new Scooby Doo Adventures like I don't like this version who cares kind of thing of like bunch of termites who just get it because it's free exactly you take it and then you just throw it away immediately so you might as well not even have taken it okay the best comic book has got to be anything that Walt Flanagan has worked on I'm thinking War of the Undead I'm thinking Carney I'm thinking The Widening Gyre. Um, his new comic oh, dude, book. I love Walt. Uh, I love Walt, but there's a lot better comic books than no. just some Walt's work. On. He is the greatest dude, comic book artist there is. Dude, I'm thinking Infinity Gauntlet or ah. something you're going to go with. Come on. You're going to take Infinity Gauntlet over the Universal Monsters versus the Nazis? Yes. Okay. Come on. No. <laughs> so on number 10 is anything Walt Flanagan has touched. Uh, check out his new book, Knights of the Fifth Dimension. Um, yes, please do that. It's really good. It did not it paid at all. We just love the guy. So please check it out. It looks cool. No, that that book's awesome. And I own the first issue from years ago and read it. It's really good. Um, yeah. I'm going to give this probably six comic books out of ten. It's kind of right there in the middle-ish. It's probably the best Puppet Master there is, but it's definitely not a great movie. I know what you mean. But you know me, and you know my fucking love for just over-the-top <laughs> fucking gore and kills. No. And you yelled at me for giving hatchet such high scores. So, Puppet Master the Littlest Right gets a 7.5 oh, comic book. Greg. Yes. I was being very kind about giving it a 6. Dude, I loved this. This was great. Really? Like, I thought yeah, it was Yeah, I really right. like this movie a lot. I, I thought it was fantastic. I haven't seen it in a couple years, and now that we've done it for the show, I don't know when I'll see it again. Maybe if they ever Dude, do this a this would sequel. be a great... No, this would be a great movie if we have, like, all the friends together. We put this on. You know oh, this yeah. would be a fun time. Well, this is a good background movie. Well, I was going to say a party movie, but okay. Yeah. All right. Well, and Six. since it's Throbtober, we have no idea what's next. So let's see what's released tomorrow. Exactly. You'll find out. Right. And unless you have anything else, Greg. No, keep watching horror movies and enjoy through October. Yeah, happy October, and we hope that Puppet Master the Littlest Reich has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like throbbing with horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes our show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? <laughs> hey, Paul!